0: And white at night. This is Leafs Nation Postgame on Sportsnet 590, the fan and the Leafs radio
1: network. 17 seconds, the puck rolling down into the Boston zone.
0: And the Leafs, despite losing two defensemen in the second period and their
1: starting goaltender in the first, are going to skate off with a 6-4 victory over the Boston Bruins who have surrendered down in their end, leaving the puck down there six four is the final and as i mentioned before i love it a win in boston for the leafs you love to see that six different players finding their way on the score sheet well actually more than that but six different players finding the back of the net you love different players giving you offense you love the fact that eric shalgren wasn't the story after having to come in there were things we did not love from this game but i'm starting on a positive night tonight tonight Gord.
0: absolutely 10 different players uh contributed in scoring Ooh. for the maple leafs this is uh Leafs haven't played in Boston for a couple of years, but it's been a tough place for them to play. Uh, beyond the ugly playoff memories that are indelibly etched in Leaf fans' memories, uh, uh, memories about Sorry, what went Gord,
1: on. I just want to jump in there. It's funny you say that. And I just have this vivid image of, you know, it's been a few years since you're there. And I don't know if you ever remember this, but I remember when I was a kid, my uncle had this really scary basement, and I hated going down there. And then I went in there as like a teenager, and I'm like, oh, it was just like, it was just dark. That's, that's it. There's nothing to be afraid of. And I honestly had that feeling of the Leafs tonight. They've been sitting there thinking, oh, the big, bad, scary Bruins. Oh, it's so tough. In Boston, then they go have that game tonight, and it's oh, it's not so bad. That's honestly what I thought of uh, just you using that analogy.
0: Well, there, there, there you go. I'm happy to be uh, associated with your uncle and, and his basement. <laughs> I'm glad you're not as uh, scared as you used to say as <laughs> scared of that anymore. And it and uh, it's I think it's more Leaf fans that have trepidation about sure. the Boston Bruins ugly memories. To your point, point. and they still are etched till they have some playoff success. They still will be there. And I just thought so. The positives are uh it was uh, it, it was a game the Maple Leafs dominated and deserved to win. Uh, the skill really came through. It was had some physicality to it, and the Leafs were up to the physicality. Boy, Charlie McAvoy's a nice player. He He's a nice physical player as well. And then the negatives are Joe Bowen mentioned it, Joe and Jim signing off there. You lose Peter Morazic, and he has that kind of groin injury for a goaltender that... I'm not going to speculate he's going to be out for the season, but um, that could be the case, Uh, you know, whatever. And then defense point. I look forward to hearing, we'll look forward to hearing getting initial reports from Sheldon Keefe about Justin Hall, who took a a puck right, right to the face. And then Ilya Labushkin, who took a wallop from Taylor Hall. Now some Boston media are saying he went down (laughs) like a cheap suit or he folded (laughs) like a cheap suit. I don't know why cheap suits fold any better. They all fold. They just crease. They, they don't fall. so much. They all fold the same. And, uh, it's not made and, of steel. It's just yeah, linen. Yeah. yeah. They're all big steal, you know, the old store, <laughs> that's right. but that that's the unfortunate part. And then the little one just kind of, I, I said, is it a positive Leafs hung on when they were up six one and then it ends up being six, four, uh, just those three goal comeback uh-huh. that game seven keep going. Boy, if Matt Fratton would have scored that other goal would have been like tonight, it would have put it uh, a little bit out there. So they they were, they were not hanging on for dear life, but the Bruins were coming strong at the end. So. Uh, There was a bit of a bit of a test and yeah, they did make a bit of a dent at the end of the Leafs. Yeah.
1: And you mentioned it there in terms of the way the fan base feels versus the way the players feel. Obviously they're gritting down and they're bearing at the end of that game, but I don't think they felt like that game was in as much peril. I'm looking at it. There's less than a minute left on the clock. They're up two, and I'm still so going Oh no, don't have one squeak by early because you can't have 50 seconds left. Uh but yeah, they they take care of business. You you really like the game. Obviously, you know, the biggest injury news coming out of this one is Marasc. Groin injury, right away not returning. Uh the the biggest er, and when you look at the defenseman that went down, the biggest piece of positive news and again, we'll we'll see what happens. They said both players were removed from the game for precautionary reasons. So, you know, part of that could be they don't know what the injury is yet, so that's why you're you're being safe about it. Uh it, it's entirely possible both those players missed some time but yeah Marazic it seems like all but a certainty he'll miss at least some time here groin injury for goalies are scary uh the good news from Leafs goaltending perspective one Jack Campbell is now considered day-to-day he's making a ton of strides now we've been saying that about other players for a while and still haven't seen him so we'll see what happens there the other good news from that Eric Schalgren you know this was not a standing on his head type performance but and again this has been an insult in the past for Leafs goalies and I don't mean it he was good enough. He was what you needed in 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 relief tonight, and hopefully, again, not. I don't say this is a knock on him. Hopefully, you don't need him too much longer after tonight. Yeah, good uh,
0: good enough to win, and, and and you're right. I mean, it's not like he, you know, he's he burst on the scene and uh, took it like Jordan Bennington did a few years ago, or Billy Husso now is doing it for right St. There. Louis instead of Jordan Biddington. But so you don't want to be just kind of stuck with him. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll see how Jack Campbell plays out. I mean, that that is again about Mrazek, but on the D side. Because we talked about trade deadline, and beforehand, just in general, before adding Labushkin and, and Giordano, it was about you need depth on D. You especially need depth on D if you're going to go anywhere in the playoffs. So look right now. You've got Jake Muzzin, mm-hmm. Rasmus Sandin, and hopefully not games missed for Justin Hall and Ilya Labushkin, but that could be the case. So all of a sudden, you theoretically could be down 4-D, for Thursday's game against the Winnipeg Jets
1: yeah and you know Dalstrom's poking around he he's he's around Biega got moved at the deadline so he's not in the mix you know I know Christian Rubin's a guy who's gotten in games with this team Mac Holloway has been given been, been given a call up here Kivy Hall may like they've ran a bunch of Marley's through in terms of getting them looks at practice but to your point Gord you know you're already missing two defensemen and the Leafs blue line depth it's finally here this is the group you've wanted to build but I don't think any team out there can afford to lose four NHL Blue Liners, and that's potentially what the Leafs are kind of staring at right now.
0: Well, Los Angeles Kings are, are doing something similar, and they're trying to hang in the playoff race. And Sean, Sean Dersey, the ex, uh, ex-Leaf, <laughs> has been a real plus. Now, he was a minus four last night for them. They had a tough loss to the Seattle Kraken did the Los Angeles Kings, but they're missing drew dowdy and a bunch of others. And you know, that's just what's going on, but especially if your D gets ravaged. Now the, again, the upside, there's been two additions to the D core for the Maple Leafs and, you know, going down to four D is not the end of the world. Although I don't know if they got tired later on, if that was a factor in the Boston Bruins, making and making a comeback of sorts in the third period.
1: Yeah, I think I think it had to be a, a bit of one. I mean, anytime a team and look, you know, the, the Bruins didn't have a phenomenal game tonight, but that's still a really talented, you know, yeah. a talented hockey team. Anytime you have a team that's down like that, they're going to push. They're going to create chances. The fact that you have now just four 4D four in, in your lineup for the third period, of course, that's going to kind of catch up to you, you know, not to take them off the hook. You'd like to see them kind of have a bit of a better period there. But the pushback is, is just going to come. You know, we talked about how physical the game was kind of heading or starting off the show here in, in years past, that's been a problem for the Leafs. Now I'm not going to say they were the big bullies out there and they showed Boston who's tough. No, Boston was the more physical, the more aggressive team, but I didn't feel like the Leafs completely shied away from it. It didn't look like they were a game that was, they were uncomfortable in. I think that's another area. This team's really made strides.
0: Yeah. And, and leaf management will take exception to say they have been, you know, pushed around in any kind of games. And you know, the idea is that it isn't as big a part of the game as it has been, whatever decades ago, it's interesting because Brendan Shanahan played that kind of game we talk about. And like a
1: week, I think it was a week or uh, less than a week ago that we had the anniversary of that big Avs uh, Red Wings brawl, which oh of gosh, course he was a yes, big part of. Yeah. Yes,
0: big part, but just a just hard nosed player, power forward, and you know that's really to me what the Leafs could use right now. But it, it is a different style of game nowadays. But again, it gets into this debate about finishing your checks. Uh, not necessarily, you know, fighting, certainly goonery and all that. There's not bench balls. There's not all that stuff. That's long, long gone. But about, and again, I keep talking about the playoffs. And, you know, Nazem Kadri, it, 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 it's it's not the appropriate indicator. Could you imagine
2: him in that game tonight? Well, I know, but it's not
0: the appropriate indicator. Like, the perception is the Leafs are getting run out of the rink and Kadri had to take action. Mm-hmm. Instead, said. He just lost his cool, but I know one of them was the Mitch Marner hit. Yep, or took the hit. Mitch was fine. You know, Mitch. Mitch has uh, been a smaller player and has played and thrived in whatever league, league he's doing. So, uh, but on the, I, I like seeing Kyle Clifford out there. Uh, I like seeing some physical play. Uh, I don't know if Thursday's game will bring it or not because the the Winnipeg Jets really need to win the game. They only face each other twice a season, but that was the most physical uh, physical game so far with some real bite. Jason Spezza got the suspension. Neil Pionk got the suspension. But uh, I think both Florida and tonight, that Atlantic Division playoff hockey has been... Uh, out there, and, and the Leafs have risen to the occasion.
1: Yeah, and it cannot be stated enough. Logan Stanley also uh, raising his hands uh, like he was the heavyweight champion in the world, leaving the ice in that game after fighting uh, nobody. Uh, so that was interesting. I, It's funny, when that when that Jets game finished up, we're all sitting there going, okay, the one back in Toronto, that'll be real interesting. Circle it, and it's it's amazing how these things kind of find a way of working themselves out. That feels like a thousand years ago. Again, right afterwards, it was, okay, circle that one. That's going to be a hot ticket. Jets, you know, it's going to be a Wayne Simmons night, a Kyle Clifford Knight, and it might be that, but it's just uh, that that's definitely kind of cooled off. And yeah, when when teams are, are pushing for playoff positioning, that's definitely uh, that's definitely something that, that happens there. Leafs are our six, four winners tonight. And yeah, Gordy, you want to get yeah, into no, something just, else? But
0: again, the other physicality part, just saying summer routine, like last year when Austin Matthews, he wasn't getting ragdolled. But it's the fact he had that smile mm-hmm. on his face, okay? One, and I mean, that's his smile. But I know what fans mean that, okay, he should have stood up or someone should have stood up. But then the fact that Nathan McKinnon's gone back home to Colorado mm-hmm. now because getting involved in it, you get hurt in fights, okay? Yep. And he fought Matt Dumba, who got hurt a couple of years ago was right. out for the season. That's and right. that was a big loss for Bruce Boudreaux's Minnesota Wild. A huge loss. And see, that's the other part that's different nowadays. You know, you're, you're talking about bigger guys and you're talking about so much equipment that you're hitting in fights, Connor McDavid, I have no idea how many fights he had in junior. I know he had one Broke and it didn't hand. go very yeah. well at all. And so again, you know, that's where that that part isn't isn't the part of the game anymore.
1: Yeah, and I think that's where you 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 do not want Austin Matthews dropping the gloves and getting in a fight. But I think I think the people out there who are kind of looking at the other side of the equation would say, Well, oh, but if Kyle Clifford wants to skate over to, you know, pick a skill player, we'll go to the Montreal example, and just skate over to Cole Caulfield and say, you go tell Ben Chiarot the next time he lays a finger on on thirty four or sixteen or any of those guys, I am going to make your night long. And and that's the kind of that's the the growing up that this team has kind of seen happen. And as the rosters changed, a great night tonight in Boston. Six four is the final final score. Honestly, I didn't feel like was indicative of the game. Thought the Leafs played better than uh, just just two goal winners tonight. They were down to four D for for pretty much half the game there after Justin Hall and Ilya Labushkin leave the game. Also, Peter Morazic out with a groin injury. We will see how much. Of that is an issue going forward. Still plenty to chew on tonight. Leafs are six-four winners. Keep on listening to Leafs Nation post-game on Sportsnet five nine to the fan and the Maple Leafs radio network. <laughs> Leafs pick up a big, big win tonight. 6 4 is the final in Boston. You know, Gord, we always look at the Leafs angle of this. And of course, why wouldn't we? Leaf Station postgame, Brent Gunning and Gord Stellick. But just seeing some quotes coming out of the Boston room here. Our good buddy, Mike Zeisberger, we had him on the pregame show just yeah. the other night, tweeting out a quote from Bruins head coach Bruce Cassidy after the 6 4 loss to the Leafs. There will be some lineup changes there have to be. So if, if we think we're the only ones here uh, in Toronto who are constantly, uh, you know, I don't want to call it an overreaction, but reacting to every single game uh they're, they're feeling the exact same way uh, in, in Boston. You know, I imagine, I imagine it is a bit of a look in the mirror moment for, for them there. They've now lost both games to the Leafs this season. And from their perspective, they feel like this is a team they own. So I, I imagine it's a little jarring to them.
0: Well, that's what I like, you know, shell it's called accountability. It and is. I like Sheldon Keefe did that with William Nylander post game on mm-hmm. Saturday. And that's always been the Boston brew and credo. I mean, I mean, Jake DeBrusque got public. You know, he yeah. wasn't doing the job. He said he wanted to get traded. Cam Neely had no problem just saying, "You know what? Uh, we we don't we don't see the Jake DeBrusque we saw the first couple mm-hmm. of seasons." And the elephant in the room went. And Jake DeBrusque has signed a two-year extension, and now he seems part back in the fold and understanding. In goals and, tonight? Yeah, and, yeah well, kicking, getting goals, but <laughs> so about accountability and Bruce Cassidy. Yeah, they were down six-one at home in the second period. And it wasn't fluke goals. They were down 6-1 yeah. at home. The Leafs gave them their breakfast, lunch, and dinner
1: at that point. Mm. Sounds delicious. I mean, you and I always have food on the brain. so it's not <laughs> And a, snack. Not, and snack. So it's not, a, not an accident it went there. Uh, another big story that we haven't really talked about. Brad Marchand, he gets the 10-minute misconduct at the end of the period. He was feeding the Leafs captain, John Tavares, a few cross-checks. Let's see if the captain elaborates on what happened there. Here is JT
3: yeah it's you, we, you know he obviously has balanced back really well after some uh t- t- tough circumstances for himself personally and, and we know how hard he's been working to uh get things going and 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 you know wanting to contribute like like he can and, and the type of goal he is so we just hope it's uh, nothing more uh um than something small hopefully minors so um yeah we hate seeing it and hopefully he's back quickly yeah, I mean, uh, obviously he's uh, coming in and really fit in nicely for us, and, and has obviously just played a really sound, uh, strong defensive role and um, fit into our group uh, really nicely off the ice as well. And you know, you don't want to see anyone uh, in that position, so um, hate to see it. And, and uh, obviously, we hope he's all right and won't be anything uh, significant. because
4: it's <laughs> just those
0: positions.
3: Well, also considering, I think, the circumstances of the game and the lead we have built, uh, just important that uh, we're not getting caught in our own end and and getting hemmed in there and having to spend a lot of energy uh, because they don't have much time to catch their breath in between shifts. Um, So just making sure that uh, pucks can consistently move forward and and they have to come through uh, all five of us defensively. Um, And uh, we're just doing really good things with the puck uh, through the neutral zone. Uh, entering the offense zone, making sure that it's just really good decisions. We're not giving any easy, easy plays back up our ice, especially, uh, you know, they're trying to change quick and stay fresh. Uh, so not getting ca- caught in any changes. So it's just being aware of some of those circumstances and, and uh, what we're dealing with and obviously building the lead that we did uh, um, helps with that too. On the second
4: period, with eventually
3: getting there was a perspective on what happened. Well, he, uh, he cross-tracked me a few times. Um, I just, just trying to play between the whistles and worry about uh, playing the game. Um, I didn't see the 10 get called. So, uh, whatever the, exactly the 10 was, I'm not sure, but um, gave me a few cross checks uh, is what it is. I'm just going to keep playing and, and focus on uh, executing and, and doing the job I need to do. How
4: do you describe what it's like to go against it? and like play with them against though.
3: I mean, that's part of his game. Um, so, you know, you just uh, don't get drawn into that. Like I said, you focus on playing between the whistles and executing, playing hard, competing hard um you know he's a good player and and he makes an impact on a lot of areas so um just making uh making uh, the game difficult for him and and not getting drawn into those things Thanks. thanks
1: There is Leafs captain John Tavares, the ever fiery, you know, always, always worked up and emotional. I uh, just stick between the whistles and like to play between them and stick to the rules because that's what happened. Look, that we, I joke about it. Everybody calls him the hockey robot. We've we've done the captaincy thing to death here it does feel like for a super loud market that can get oh so noisy having a guy who i don't know we're 20 minutes removed from the final whistle in a really chippy game that he was kind of right at the center of and he can just have that kind of ho-hum onto the next one attitude that's uh that's what kind of makes john tavares uh who who he is there and man i i was chuckling throughout it but it is great to hear that from the lease captain yeah
0: you google the word unflappable his face is uh, up there that's right uh, one of the first ones you see and uh uh, boy, but it showed the replays. Marsha really gets those digs in. Mm-hmm. But at the end, you know, at the end, if you were winning on the scoreboard, and I think that's what John Tavares knows is the key. So he's not going to get drawn in anything. But as you mentioned, we listen to a lot of Maple Leafs post game, but maybe we're listening in the wrong dressing room.
1: Yeah, the the Bruins quotes tonight uh, coming coming out more from more from Cassidy talking about how they were not ready to play. And again, it's it's just it's kind of nice to see the Leafs putting a team in that position. You know, it's one thing if you don't show up ready to play, but if the other team doesn't pounce on you and make it a rough night that's exactly what what you saw the Leafs do to Boston. Like, they were not ready. They did not start on time, a phrase we use all the time here. And it was the Leafs kind of turning things around and, and jumping all over them. I absolutely love to see that. Uh, another one jumping out. Uh, he's sticking up for his player there. Taylor was upset, and rightfully so. I assume that's about Taylor Hall and uh, and his penalty there for cold cocking Ilya Labushkin in the mouth. Again, that that's a thing that happened. It wasn't quite the, uh, the the Will Smith, Chris Rock slap from the Oscars, but it was a nice strong punch uh, right, right to the mouth. <laughs> uh, of Ilya Ilya Labushkin, there. I uh, look, you see games like this, and I uh, I've seen it enough times. I would never wish for it, but man, a playoff series between these two teams would be a ton of fun. I don't think it'll happen the way the way it looks like the division is going to kind of shake out here. I imagine one of these teams finishes in the wild card, but man, I uh, I'd, I'd sign up for. Well, I don't know if my heart can handle seven games of it, but I'd sign up for it.
0: Well, if they're playing them, it will be seven games. I don't know whatever <laughs> it is. It just seems automatically it's seven or it's five if it's the best out of five. Uh, Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. I think, you know, League fans really can't take a seventh game, No, okay? Uh, If you have to have it instead of losing in six, that's fine. But, yeah, please uh, get it done and please get it done in five and six and then see what uh, – honestly, I kind of think – I was talking to Keith Jones in Philadelphia mm-hmm. today, and I said to him, like, who's a new kind of new kid on the block team like Florida or Calgary as an example that are really going the right direction that could maybe do what St. Louis did last year? And he said, I'll give you a team. Toronto Maple Leafs. It's interesting (laughs) because, you know, here we've kind of parked it that no matter who they play in the first round, they're going to be the underdog where a couple of years ago there was talk about them winning the Stanley Cup in the next one, two or three years. So I really think if they could get back to it, if they can get by that first round, Who knows?
1: Well, and again, you know, we'll, we'll remove ourselves from it. If I'm someone who doesn't follow it as closely as I do, and I would never do that. I need to watch the Leafs games. I need it. Like I need air air to live, but it's just, okay. A five, two win over the Panthers and a six, four win in floor or in Boston, where you're down to four D you lose, your not even starting your backup goalie. I would be sitting there and going, man, that's a team getting hot at exactly, exactly the right time. Uh, Let's hope that's the case. Uh, We're we're still waiting for Leafs head coach, Sheldon Keefe, uh, getting ready to give Give another dissertation on whether or not you should shoot for the empty net uh, when the goalie's pulled. But before we do that, you know, all these Harvard guys, at first I was wondering, too many smart guys on the Leafs need to dumb it down, especially ahead of a, a meeting with the Bruins. Apparently not. Colin Blackwell got on the score sheet, but that's not the guy I want to hear from. I want to hear from Leafs forward, Alex Kerfoot. I think just the full 60 minutes stuck with it the whole game. And
2: um, yeah, it was a Pretty complete game out of us. Didn't give them much life there. Towards the end, they they got a couple, but we still felt like we were in control of the game. And these guys have been playing as good as anyone in the league, so that's a really good divisional win for us. I thought we were pretty calm and poised. Obviously, it's it's a big load for the demon back there. playing playing with only four guys for a full period, but they handled it well. All those guys have have played big minutes in the past. So they did a great job for us. And um, yeah, I thought that we insulated them pretty well. And Shally did a great job in that. Uh, Honestly, I I was looking to shoot, felt like he had, he had it covered pretty good where I wanted to go. And then, um, I don't know, I've tried that move quite a few times this year, and it hasn't worked once yet, so I thought I'd go for one more.
0: something to after camp, or what
2: happened? No, that was just, it was what it was. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think that's necessary after a goal like that, but it it was just a, a hockey play, and it happened. I've played against him in the past, so I know him a little bit. Did you
4: feel like he, he ran that? He did defeat him, like he seems to
2: yeah, if they want to go around and, and do that, that they're more than welcome to. It doesn't bother us at all as a group. Um, I thought that we stuck together well. We matched them, and we controlled the, the pace of the game for the most part. So it was it was a good win for us. We're gonna play them more down the stretch here, and we'll be prepared again.
4: You said you were
2: yeah, it's great. They, those are two huge wins, obviously in division. But it's we're not really focus too much on it right now we're looking forward to the next game and we got to keep this thing rolling and um, winning more games down the stretch to solidify our spot going into playoffs
1: there is Alex Kerfoot, one of the two goal scorers from Harvard for the Leafs tonight. Maybe, who knows, maybe they'll work in another. That Nick Abruzzese kid, he was practicing with them yeah. today. Uh, who knows? Uh, fourth line looked good. I don't know that you're you're dying to shake it up there, but uh, I, I do wonder. They're, they're collecting all the smarties, making me feel uncomfortable. I won't speak for you. Well, well, you well you're know, very good at math, actually. We figured this out today, so I can't yeah. lump you in with me.
0: Well, they got, you know... Uh, the air of Zoom calls—you're really hoping they end at some point. But uh, the uh, the other thing is uh, Joe Bow and Jim Ralph, great job on the radio call, and got to say Chris Cuthbert and Craig Simpson on TV, and of course Chris's son Justin, part of our mm-hmm. uh, fan family as well. But he had a great one because. Conce might start the Leafs with the phrase, (laughs) if you can't beat him in the alley, you can't beat him on the ice, right? Right. Basically, meaning that's the kind of team he wanted. And a lot of people still think that lineage should be applicable in 2022. And (laughs) what he said today when Kerfoot scores, if you can't beat him in the library, you can't beat him on the ice. Just uh, about the Harvard guy, Kerfoot, who actually, what a goal, like speed kills. And that's what the Leafs have. And they showed it tonight, Martyr, Kerfoot, and others about some breakaways. But he also had some great hand-eye coordination, any kind of kids, he he tried a move that's never worked. So I don't know if that's a Harvard guy if it didn't work, but I guess he was due.
1: Yeah, that's what I do when something's not working. I go, oh, I'll just try it a thousand more times, and sure, surely it'll work out this time. The other thing about all those Harvard guys are all small. Every one of them under uh, under six feet tall. Hey, Leafs uh, Leafs have a type, and it, it worked out for him tonight. Uh, six four. Uh, one, one other thing I, I wanted to uh, to pick up on is Austin Matthews. You know, he gets the goal tonight. He's now one away from fifty. We, we've been circling this milestone for him seemingly his entire career I maybe I got ahead of myself when he scored four goals in his first game but I thought that's a guy who's going to score 50 for the Leafs we're oh so close uh you know maybe I'm getting ahead of myself but if it happens at home on Thursday night that'd be quite a moment
0: yeah yeah you, I like to see anything at home like that's why that's I like right. the soccer win at home on for Sunday sure. even though the Canadian team could have clinched it away and uh yeah it's funny playing Winnipeg because it was kind of him and Patrick Laine that's right. Laine's gone and then Pierre-Luc Dubois was the really Factor X, he out Austin Matthew mm-hmm. and everybody else when he was with the Columbus Blue Jackets in that
1: playoff series. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Dubois was was great there. Uh, we're still waiting to hear from Leafs head coach, uh, Sheldon Keefe. Uh, I believe he'll have an update on, on Peter Morazic, so we'll want to hear from that. Uh, we have a little bit more to get into. Leafs, 6-4 winners on the road in Boston tonight. That's a couple of straight wins for them. We will continue Leafs Nation postgame. We continue Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick alongside me. Keep listening on Sportsnet of The Fan. 6-4 is the final for the Leafs on the road in Boston. Six different Leafs finding the back of the net, including Austin Matthews. He is now just one away from 50. Peter Mrazek leaving the game with a groin injury. That's probably the biggest piece of news. The Leafs also were down to four blue liners for the bulk of the game. Let's hear how Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe dealt with that. I would say complete.
4: You know, um, obviously we give a couple of late ones up there in the third. We don't want to do that, but I just thought we... Didn't give them a lot. Mm-hmm. Managed a couple of their strong pushes that they had, but otherwise, had a real patient game and took advantage of the opportunities that we had. We were talking about nice bounce back. that's tough. I obviously I mean, we already have Jack out, so you see that it's tough. But yeah, I mean, Peter's been getting some traction here and had been playing well, uh, so. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's tough, he's he's been through these kind of things before. So you know we don't know the severity of it. We'll, we'll get a greater uh, greater sense of what what the situation is in the coming days. But uh, it looks like he's going to miss some time. Is he, uh, how serious yeah. uh, hard to say. Both are both guys took you know uh, one a punch to the head, one a puck to the head. So they held them out uh, tonight. <laughs> also you know, we'll have to get them assessed and again in the coming days same kind of thing the yeah. group yeah i thought we were fine i thought we held our ground and that we stood in there continue to make plays you know um i think part of part of that side of it that came out at times i think that was in response to you know, us pulling away in the game and, and uh, being in control. So I thought it was, uh, it was a good job by our guys to make the game that way and then we just continue to play. I liked it. And we went uh, most of the third period without even giving up a scoring chance, you know, uh, in response to that. And wasn't really a whole lot of life in, in the third period up until the very end. So the guys did their job. It was a tough period for us with four defensemen and it was, you know, We we talked to the the forwards and everything to just take care of our D in terms of taking care of the puck and slowing down the pace of the play. And we had some forwards in mind to go and take some shifts on defense back there, but it just every time I looked down, uh, the the D looked comfortable and uh, didn't seem like they needed it. Talked to Dean and he didn't feel they we needed help back there. So good job by those guys, but it's it was because of the fact that. We didn't have any long shifts on our half of the ice or anything like that. It was pretty, uh, pretty well managed period for our guys in terms of you know dealing with those four just four defensemen. Might have to wait for another day to find that out. Hopefully not another day. But yeah, I mean we we felt pretty confident anybody really could do it in, in the moment. We, we wouldn't uh, we would have split the D up and and spotted in usually the centers are the guys that I feel most confident in because they're, they're used to playing down low and stuff like that. I had to watch the video back to just get a sense of any of the D zone coverage. I mean, it's really only D zone coverage that you're, you know, you're really playing center. Otherwise you're not really playing positions. And that's what I like best about that line is they were, they're on the four check a lot Scored us a huge goal early in the game. Uh, a lot of time in the offensive zone so i i I like the line today for sure Uh, i don't know how much uh ended up actually playing center necessarily but the dynamic of the line was you know gave us the response that we were looking for no i think we have been for some time i mean he's you know he's he's been uh obviously setting a, an incredible pace here with how he's, he's scored, how consistent he's been. So, yeah, you know, I think uh, he's right there, obviously. And if I know Austin, he's just going to continue to play and not get too focused on anything else. And, and uh, he's you know, he's too good for for, you know, the chances and the goals not to continue to come.
1: Oh, that Sheldon Keefe holding back the information. Uh, I want to know who I know. were the forwards. My guess is Colin Blackwell, David Camp. He said it'd probably be the centers. And you're looking at your bottom six guys. That's who I think it would be.
0: I like the next question. They continue fishing forward over-ask. <laughs> you're, you're right. You're right. And just about who will play D. I think of, you know, what's this week? Uh, Sammy Kaepernick, because Barry's dad played defense for the Carolina Hurricanes in the playoffs against the Leafs many years ago.
1: Sergey Fedorov, the most famous. Dustin Bufflin, another guy who comes to mind there. Let's hope we never have to find out. Let's hope the Leafs have six healthy defensemen when they're back at it Thursday. You and I will be there down in Scotiabank for a date with the Jets. Leafs are 6-4 winners tonight. Thanks so much for listening. It's been Leafs Nation Postgame on Sportsnet 590. The Fan and the Maple Leafs Radio Network.